Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hi. Hi. We're starting episode seven of season two of Craft Beer Bucket List. Uh, this is uh, Mike. I've got Big Ray and a special guest tonight who we'll introduce here in just a second. Uh, but yeah, welcome to episode seven of uh, season two. Um, how are you guys doing? You already know what I'm going to say. It's best day ever. Doing pretty all right, good. Well, all right. So we got three out of three. Three people Everybody, are doing all right. Did he get to answer? Good. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. All right. He answered. No, so, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, you know, we're seven seasons into this, uh, seven episodes into this season. The beers are getting harder to come by that we haven't had yet, actually. So when I go into the beer store and I'm like, had it, had it. <laughs> Ooh, what is that? Okay, well, that's new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I, I was pretty stoked that I got to uh, find a couple different beers that um, I could get, you know, to Jean-Luc and to you uh, to enjoy tonight. And uh, without further ado, I'll let you introduce the beers and then uh, we'll come back and introduce the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, absolutely. So I'm just I'm going to start out with it, Mike. We have another solid lineup. It's almost like we're we know what we're doing. So but you pick these out and I'm excited to see one of these. I'm a huge fan of. <coughs> excuse me. I'm a huge fan of Braxton Brewing and uh, we have their Bavarian style select lager. Ooh, look at that. Uh Oh, we got another one there. Oh, yeah. And also, we have a Mexican lager from High Cotton Brewing. So, these will be our beers for tonight. So, I'm excited. These awesome. are two beers I haven't had before either. So, uh, I'm excited to give them a, a solid review one way or another and uh, see if we'll put them on our craft beer bucket list. And... So, Jean-Luc, have you had either one of these beers? Uh, I've not. Uh, I'm excited to try these. Uh, I'm pretty into Braxton stuff, so, you know, that one's already on my on my list to try. But uh, I've not had anything from High Cotton before, actually. So, that'll be nice. Awesome. Well, so, before, before we dive in, um, let's, let's properly introduce the man, the myth, the legend here. Um, so Jean-Luc, I've known for a few years now. Um, we ha we we both hang out some seedy places here in Richmond, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, yes. A couple so a couple hole in the walls, you know. Yeah, you know, it's places that you really don't want to be caught dead in or alive. <laughs> I don't know what's this. Is it caught? I don't know. Whatever it is. Uh, no. So you know, the, one of the beautiful things about craft beer overall is you meet some great people that you you may have never ran into otherwise right and john luke is one of those guys for me is uh, met him at richmond beer house a, a number of years ago mm -hmm. and he's just a likable guy and i you know um if you're hearing the podcast you probably can't see him but i guarantee you he's smiling um he's always smiling and having a good time and he makes other people smile around him he's just kind of like got that uh and i'm not just trying to to you know pat him on the back digitally here is he's just he, he makes other people feel yeah. good about being around him my head's getting um, awful big over here. Yeah, right. But but it should, man. You're a good <laughs> dude, and, and I appreciate that. Um, Thanks, man. So so 
So Jean-Luc, uh, he's a GIS analyst and MS4 coordinator for the city of Berea, which is in uh, central Kentucky. Um, and you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, on, on the different social medias as uh, Laggy McLaggin Pants. Uh, and yep. we'll have to put some of that stuff in our uh, description for the podcast um, and, mm -hmm. on, and on, you know, and on the other social medias for ourselves. But um, he, he's got some different interests, um, which uh, some, some of them are uh, very quirky, uh, but that's him. You know what I mean? And then there's some things, you know, like there's some other things that, you know, he, so Ray, he came over the other night to get beers really? and it, it, I thought he was going to grab some beers and just, you know, you know, head home or whatnot. John Luke, we ended up chatting for like what, two, three hours. Oh, easily. Chilling. yeah. 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 I think it was so, like around maybe eight by the time I was leaving. Yeah. And so it's, it's just, you know, it's kind of like you and I, Ray, like when we get together, just like time goes by like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, when he when he left, I was like, you know what? It was like like a couple hours just like flew by and I just had a good time. But that's again, not not trying to just get pat on the back digitally, but maybe I kind of am is, you know, he's always whenever he's at the at the brewery or at the bar or whatever. And I see him and we get to chat and whatnot. It's always a fun time. And he's with that with everybody. Um, so I think a lot of people would probably say the same thing. He's just a cool dude. So I am excited to have him join us on uh, Crap Beer Bucket List and review some beers with us. And, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much, Mike. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I got to say, though, guys, it's not saying anything at all. It's cracking oh, beer. Oh, well. I just grabbed the wrong can because I'm not paying attention. Got to do the digital cheers. Yeah. Absolutely right. The cheers. Cheers, guys. Yes, indeed, gentlemen. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get all you know, take a big whiff and whatnot. Oh, I do the same thing. Yeah, tell us what you got. Oh, it's pretty nice. Mexican lager. I like it. You know, in I would, fact, the Mexican lager is not an official style uh, for the Great American Beer Fest, I don't think. Huh. You know, I was expecting something that was going to be like a Dos Equis or a Corona. Yeah. I'm glad that it's not. I honestly am not a fan of either of those beers. Not that they're bad. They just don't speak to my taste, bros. I mean, obviously, they speak to a lot of people. They sell lots and lots of them. But I'm glad this doesn't remind me of that at all. Just I just want to start out with that. Yeah, I'm I'm not a Corona guy myself, but uh, I like Dos Equis. And whenever I saw a Mexican lager, I was expecting it to have that usual skunky flair to it. You know? Yeah. No. Exactly. So, hmm. Well, so this this brewery is located in Memphis, uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. And uh Ray, you're you're a fan of Memphis. Why don't you give us a little inside info right. on the brewery there? So <clears throat> excuse me, like we talked about on episode six, we talked a little bit about you know Beale Street in the downtown area. Uh, that's also where the brewery is that, that we had our beer from. Uh, but the High Cotton Brewery, um, they didn't want to just create a beer whose name paid homage to Southern Heritage. And I'm taking this almost verbatim right off their website, right? So, but they wanted to make brew in a way that, you know, paid homage as well. They wanted more than just a name. Um, they knew that bumper crops didn't just happen 
um, that they were in equal parts inspiration, perspiration, and a little bit of luck. You know, so the right stuff, hard work, you know, and you get lucky. And uh, that's a process that's worked out well for generations and one that they bring to everything they do. Um, they say, whether it be the meticulous selection of ingredients, the painstaking process of trial and error, or ruthlessly critiquing the fruits of our labor, the results is a collection of beers that we're proud to brew, proud to drink, and most of all, proud to share. So uh, I, mean, I like that. We, we get you know similar stuff uh, or similar type of info from a lot of the breweries that have beer that we review. Uh, but I like it when they say stuff like that and they deliver on their mission statement or what they say they're all about. And uh, straight away, we see cool can art, which uh, I, I like this. I like how there's it's different on the front and the back. And so mm -hmm. they spend a little bit of money on the marketing and it's cool for what it is. Um, you know, I'm seeing to me what appears to be cotton. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's a big, you know, you get into Western Tennessee and there's cotton fields everywhere. You know, still today. So they're actually paying homage to the area, um, you know, and, and they have their their stuff on the side. You know what I mean? That's well, it's high cotton. Obviously, it's cotton. It makes sense. Not, no, I'm a big fan of that logo. I think um, I like the simplicity of it. I like the color, uh, the, the color palette that they used for the stuff. Um, you know, I really like that. You know, it's uh, simple. But it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, you know, and I would say the same so, thing about the beer, even Mike. Yeah, it's it's simple. There's not you know huge robust flavors in it. You know, it's not like a porter is stout. It's not like a Belgian quad. It's not like you're even an IPA where you've got those huge flavors. Right. This is just a super easy beer to drink. It's very chill. It's delicious. It's crisp. Um, I'm not getting really any aftertaste. It's super smooth. It's silky. I get the same lager flavor from the front to back. And uh, where I'm typically not a fan of lagers, like your big name, like your Anheuser-Busch, and uh, something I'm not you know, trying to beat them up, but those just aren't flavors that speak to me at this point in my life. Um, this, it just has a quality just a step above that while de delivering uh, a nice lagered beer. Yeah. What, what, do you, what are you feeling over there, Jean-Luc? Man, I think I think you guys have hit most of the points that I had. Um, you know, as far as the can art goes, I really enjoy the the color usage on it. Uh, really, just nice fonts and whatnot. I'm a font guy, so I can appreciate that. I noticed uh, above the government warning, they have a "Enjoy responsibly, y'all." So yeah. the southerner in me can appreciate that. But the, the, the beer itself, the taste is fantastic, uh, real smooth, real easy drinking. And uh, I don't know. It's just a great beer. Yeah, so in, in to kind of play the devil as advocate to Ray is, you know, um, I, I'm a big fan of lagers. And, you know, these from the light to the dark uh, lagers all together, that's my style that I probably prefer. That and stouts are probably tied for each other for different reasons. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm going to say this is a pretty darn good one. Um, so, are definitely um, some of that grainy aroma uh, is, is present from the time you crack the can and you get that light graininess and that light breadiness. Oh, and the yeah. same with the flavors. So, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a light to medium body um, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, the, the body of it. And, you, you get those those bread notes and those the light 
from the, uh, you know, the, the, not the caramel. I'll think of the word here in a minute. Anyway, the bready flavor, the bready notes come real, real present, but not too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, and it's also well carbonated that, you know, it's got the, it's medium. It's not super carbonated beer, but like what I, what I would consider a good lager, it's probably a little bit more carbonated than some of the other beers, like a brown ale or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I feel I like. Um, so overall, you know, it's um, uh, malt. That's that's what I'm sitting there saying. There it is. Oh, I think we're getting some lag from uh, from Mike's in here. You seen that too, Jean Luc? Yeah. He's just frozen in place for me. Yeah. So on occasion, man, we, we you know we're recording remotely and we've added a video component. Sometimes um, those are just some of the he's things frozen. that we deal with. Oh, there he goes, man. He's hey, back. He's back. All right. So anyway, <laughs> excuse me. So yeah, welcome back, Mike. You uh, we lost you for a minute. Yeah. Oh. Uh oh, we lost him for real that time. So it's now the biggest Ray Ray and uh, Jean Luc show. Oh man, press F's on everyone's keyboards, man. Pay respects. <laughs> I say biggest Ray Ray. Everyone on you know the craft beer bucket list, they know me as Big Ray. Uh, yeah. For all my other social medias that aren't related to this podcast, I'm Biggest Ray Ray. Yeah. Um, so I, I leave that on here. So I know it's not continuity for everything, um, but it works out. And it looks like Mike is back with us. I'm going to try to bring him back on here. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Let's see if this works out a little better now. Hey. So those things happen. Uh, we keep it real here. Just whatever happens, we roll with the punches. It's not a big deal. And, I mean, obviously, the folks don't mind. We still have, you know, listeners every week to in. Me? So, yeah, you're you're lagging up for us, buddy. Oh, yeah. So there's a delay here. So did you give your laptop a beer before we got started, Mike? <laughs> Maybe yeah. maybe Mike should be lagging McLaggin pants. Maybe he should be McLaggin pants. Oh gosh, that's how that's how I got that name. So <laughs> my internet back home used to be horrible, and uh, we were playing some games together. And my friend called me that, and I said, "Well, that's my new gamer tag." So there you go. Hey, yeah. it, it works. So uh, it looks like to me like Mike is still you know frozen in time there. Uh, so we still have a good connection. So at this point. You know, Jean-Luc, uh, Mike and I would typically talk about the carbonation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a, a perfectly carbonated beer. Oh, yeah. It has a little bit more than what I like in the IPA of the styles that I prefer. But given mm-hmm. a lager, you know, having a little bit more goes a long way. Adds to that crispiness, if you will. Um, yeah. Crispiness is not the word, but it's crisp, right? I'm using the, the right word in the wrong way there. <laughs> um, super smooth. Uh, light on the flavor, just super crushable, sessionable, whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, we always we rate our beers. I mean, you've listened to the show, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But what would you give this out of ten, Jean Luc? Man, I'd, I'd give this a pretty, pretty easy uh, eight point five. It's not typically my style, but I right. I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, Mike just came back with us, so uh, we just talked about the carbonation, Mike. And now we're oh. giving it our scores. So John Luke just gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Um, I'm going to echo that. I would also give it an eight point five out of ten. Um, Mike, right down here. What do you give it, buddy? Uh, well, I give it an eight. 
I, so I apologize for my uh, absence. Uh, I was in the middle of a long rant about the logger, and I don't know where I left off. <laughs> so, um, no, I, you know, I give it an eight. Uh, I think it's good. Um, I want. I, I typically like my my Mexican loggers that have a little bit uh, heavier grain to it. Um, so it's good. Uh, I think it's uh, definitely crushable. You can take a six pack with you out while you're fishing or oh, yeah. floating down a river or whatnot and uh, be done with it. And uh, it's, it's, it's a good beer for that. So, and you know what I like is the Mexican lagers are getting a little bit more popular. I know several of the breweries around here are making them, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're seeing them pop up a little bit more often. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a Vienna style lager that's kind of got a, you know, its own little flair to it. And I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, the Mexican lager has some cool history to it. I encourage people, if they don't know, to go Google it. I honestly didn't know before today, and I started going over our notes before, you know, we started recording. Um, so I got a bit of a history lesson, and I think it's pretty cool. So I encourage everyone else to go Google the style and uh, get some cool, useless knowledge. Let's make Maybe you're a Cicerone or a beer nerd, then it's absolutely priceless. So what would uh, what food would you guys pair with this? I know where I'm at with it. I want to know where you guys are. Hmm. Spaghetti. You know, I I was kind of thinking some pasta, or uh, I guess because it's a Mexican lager. I don't know, filling some uh, maybe some nachos or something easy. You know, just like a snack beer is what it feels like to me. I feel like you got to eat it with uh, some some Doritos. Yeah, or you drink it with some Doritos. Get eat Doritos. <laughs> wash, wash down the the cheddar, you know. Yeah. Ooh, or, or the Cool Ranch. I think either one might go well oh, with this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. I think yeah, I think I'd prefer Cool Ranch with this actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking I'm a big fan of Wavy Lay's, and uh, like Dean's um, Green Onion Dip. Huge fan, and I know I'm calling out big name brands, not a paid endorsement, but those <laughs> are two powers that when they combine is just a culinary freak show but in the best way possible <laughs> okay culinary you know, freak show. Up. yes it is i mean those two things they certainly belong together but once they're combined it's just it's like a train wreck you can't stop it's like ranch and pizza crust yes <laughs> absolutely it is so that's where i'm at with it you know like even like the, the baked beans and cheap hot dogs on the the, the whitest of cheap white bread and uh and not to take away from the beer but just like backyard barbecue on a budget type yeah. stuff because you need a few beers to wash all that bread that sticks to the roof of your mouth out you know what i mean with some bar s hot dogs yeah <laughs> <laughs> not a paid endorsement <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're picking up what I'm, laying, what I'm laying down so terrible food and a fantastic craft beer to go with it i mean they gotta yeah. balance each other out you know very good yeah so overall, easily for me to add to my craft beer bucket list. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, but Mike, before we go any further, buddy, I have a very serious question for you. Are you ready for this? Sure. And welcome back, everybody. This is part two of episode seven of season two of Craft Beer Bucket List. I'm here. This is Mike. I've got Big Ray and our special guest, um, Jean-Luc. Uh, Mag... <coughs> Laggy McLaggin pants. Is that right? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's a tongue, it's a tongue twister. It is. Um, we got Jean-Luc here. And we, you know, we just finished up drinking high cotton uh, brewing their Mexican lager. 
Um, it was really good. Um, and I, you know, I think we all can agree that it goes on the list, but next up, we've got a beer to another, uh, lager that I think, um, everybody here will also enjoy. It's gotten uh, very favorable reviews from a wide variety of people. Um, and this one is the Bavarian style, uh, Bavarian select lager from Braxton brewing, which is located in Northern Kentucky. Um, I it's in Covington. And then, you know, you got the old style, there's the Braxton, you got the old style, um, logo there. And, um, so gents, let's crack these. Let's, uh, let's have a good time. Yeah, man. I love that sound so, so much. Cheers, yeah, cheers. I'm actually going to take this one out of a pint glass tonight. Um, something, you know, I think we should start doing this again, Mike, is, uh, you know, pouring, especially now that we're doing video. Oh, well, um, you know, I, I do have a Braxton pint glass on hand, actually. Oh, so. man. Uh, an oldie, the Storm the Court pint glass. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. This was uh, from uh, from the old beer house. So, so Ray, I recently um, got – uh, pawned off, got rid of, conned him into it. I gave Jean Luc a bunch of my glassware because I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm getting right ready on. to move. Right, um, so right. I, don't, I don't have any, so I'm gonna take it from a can. Um, and I, I know I poured aggressively on purpose. By the way, I did not do it right. I wanted to see how much head I could get off of this. I was just curious. So Jean Luc over here, we can see he's done it right. So I know there's people gonna be watching this. Like, dude, what are you thinking? And I do that <laughs> on purpose sometimes. I want to pour aggressively and just see what happens. Hey, you know, some, uh, some beers do cool stuff when you do that. So yeah, there was this, uh, one of my favorite beers from ballast point. It was a, uh, it was like a velvet nitro stout, a red chocolate velvet cake or something like that. Oh man. And, uh, whenever you pour it, it would just like, it was like a whirlpool was happening inside and it looked super cool. Oh, dude, I remember that. Did you, did you have one of those at the beer house? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, dude, those were really good. Fantastic. I, I, I always love Ballast Point, though. So yeah, I forgot that it was Ballast Point that had those. I, mm -hmm. I do. When the minute you start talking about, it, I was like, I remember this. I only remember because uh, they have like some. They have some of the coolest can bottle art that I've ever seen. That one had like okay. the skeleton with the anchors and stuff on it. Yep. Super cool. Absolutely. You see that, Jean Luc? My Yelp. Oh, a little Yelp action. Yeah. So I'm a I'm an elite member of the Yelp community. So I just got my gold badge this year. So five years consecutive as an elite. And uh, so, yeah, kind of a, a food review nerd also. But, you ever you ever walk into the place and be like, well, you know, I, I'm a Yelper. And then maybe you expect a little discount or something, you know. Oh, so, <laughs> so actually, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, just a <laughs> tidbit of, of useless knowledge. Again, um, so if you agree to become a member of the elite community, that's actually something you sign off on that you will not do. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. So they they keep you honest, and if you get reported by a business acting out like that, Yelp will not hesitate to pull your elite status. Hey, what if them. they just offer and you don't really ask? Can you still do it? Uh, if, if somebody offers something or if they recognize you, because businesses can always, you know, reply to your reviews. That yeah. happens to elites a lot. They, businesses like the reviews from the elite Yelpers, especially when they're positive. Um, I've been recognized a few times. Like, hey, I've, I've seen you write a review. And I'm like, well, OK. And I've gotten a couple little perks, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, it, you can't lead out with that. Or it's like, I'm, I'm an elite Yelper. I expect you to treat me well. That's uh, actually, that's very much frowned upon in the Yelp community. <laughs> 
So, and I'm good with that because you want to have an honest review. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. So. No, you know, I'm, I'm glad because I, I could really see some people taking advantage of that. Like, I'm, I'm a Yelper. What are you going to do for me? But you've been you've been yelping it up for a long time. And I remember you did the food spotting app and all that stuff, too. Yeah, man. So big, big into that. But today I'm reviewing beer. Beer. So very much. And I tell you that the head is, is gone down Ooh. quickly. Like I poured aggressively, you know, came foamed up like I would expect for a lager. Um, I watched John Luke and he had the right angle, poured slow, and it did, you know, what we did expect. And I liked it, but uh this has some great flavor. Oh, but uh I'll let you guys talk a little bit about it and I'll go into some information about the beer in the brewery here. Uh, what 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 are your guys' first takes on this? You want to go first? You want me to, Jean Luc? Uh, I'll go. Yeah, hit it. Uh, you know, I was, I was a little biased. I was really excited to try this because it's from Braxton. I, I love a lot of their stuff, and uh, man, I gotta say, they really knocked it out of the park with this one. Uh, it's another easy drinking beer. It's, it's pretty carbonated. You know, I'm still just bubbling everywhere. Um, just real light taste. It's an easy going beer. It's a 4.0 ABV. So, uh, yeah, I just really enjoy it. It's, you know, something that he just hit on that I, I that I was going to say as well is the carbonation. Um, all, to me, it's almost on the high point of where it should be. Um, I'd like mm -hmm. to see him back off a little bit of that. It's got a nice maltiness to it. Good body. Yeah. Um, and, and it's got that, you know, a little bit of that, I don't know, is, is it like a, a little bit of a lemony citrusy very light faintness to it um, oh yeah so i'm gonna say it's it's a really good beer for uh, good, good representative of the style good beer overall i'd like to see the carbonation personally dialed back just a smidge mm. but like you said jean luc man this is this is a really good beer you know lagers uh can really vary so much from you know from a bush light um mm -hmm. type you know uh style all the way to your very heavy uh, dunkles and, and dark lagers and black lagers and all that. And this one's just done. This is really good. It's got good flavor balance with the, with the crispness and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's, it's malty, uh, it's, you know, it's got that, this, this light citrusy flowery aspects in the back, back of the tongue. And uh, it's quite enjoyable. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll drink several of these. Oh, easily. And uh, once again, um, I love this can. This is fantastic. It's it's simple. Uh, you know, you've got these uh, emblems on here. Super nice. Uh, I love the color of it. All the fonts are great. Even even this nice little ribbon that you get off the side here. I think I think that's a really nice touch. And you know, I'm I'm no super expert whenever it comes to craft beer. I just like to drink it. Um, so a lot of the times, sometimes whenever I go to look for something new, I just see something and that looks cool or that looks nice. It's aesthetically pleasing. And, uh, sometimes that's what I make my decision on just on a whim. So, no, for me, I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, you know, Mike is by far the, the expert, uh, on the podcast here. And, uh, I am happy to relinquish that to him, but you know, I, I travel a lot and I drink craft beer everywhere I go. I've tried mm -hmm. hundreds of craft beers. Now, I don't might not know a single thing about the beer I'm drinking, the style, where it came from. I just like to drink a lot of different 
craft beers and enjoy the flavors. So I'm with you on that. You know, a lot of times I, I'm the same way. I, whenever I go to my local, you know, beer house to buy something, um, oftentimes I'm attracted to the can art. That's what draws me to pick it up and look at it initially. And uh, like, you know, so marketing is a big deal. And with the, however many craft breweries are in the U.S. now and, and, and styles they make, it's a big deal to make a cool can to draw mm-hmm. folks like you and me in. Yeah. Um, so I very much appreciate that. What if I think they're going to spend the time and the money on marketing in a cool can? Are they also going to put that investment and effort into their product? And I tend to think that they do. Oh, yeah. And you, you know, you really got to look at And the bottom line is there's a lot of people making good beer out there. You know, as microbreweries push more and more and, you know, I, without knowing what's going to happen with the COVID-19 thing. But overall, more and more breweries are opening up getting into the canning and bottling is getting cheaper and cheaper. The price point is, so you really got to do a little bit more to stand out and create that segment for yourself and, and create that niche and, and gain market share. Um, Cause let's face, I mean, this is a good beer, right? But there's several breweries that make good lagers. Oh, yeah. um, and so when you're going by, you know, what, what I like about the can is it reminds me of what I would see on a German Stein um, you know, in, in, like a, at an Oktoberfest or something like that. So it kind of mm-hmm. fits the style. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, like Jean-Luc said, you know, I, I do the same thing as uh, both of you is, you know, I look at, you know, first when I scan through, I'm like, what, what new logos do I see? You know, like, is there a brewery that I haven't seen in a can yet? And then after that is like, you know what, cause you could, after you've drank beers, you can kind of, flow through and be like, you know, I've already, I already recognize that one. So I know I've had it or, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta pick, you gotta, these breweries gotta do something to stand out And too many times. I've seen some really not good marketing, branding, can art, that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, and I think again, we're, you know, we're picking really good beers, right? So a lot of times we are sitting on the, on the right side of things with the beers we have on here but I've seen some really bad can art and, and I've seen some really bad branding and you're just, you're, man, it's good beer and it's getting ruined by the branding stuff. And, and the yeah. whole thing is right. You see, when you see it on a shelf, you got to be able to pick it out. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how good the beer is. You can't taste it at the package store. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's my little rant. I think it's a really good beer. I think that the can art is cool. I think it's retro, uh, it, it really retro, you know, that got that old school, um, you know, kind of like the old kingdoms of Germany and Bavaria oh, yeah. and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you'd find on like this the super old Stein. And I think that's, I think it's cool. I really like the flavor on it. I wish, you know, for me, my personal taste is a dial back to carbonation, just a smidge. Um, but I'm going to give this beer a nine out of 10. Wow. Yeah. I think it's the flavors there. And this, Braxton, I mean, we've had their beers before on the podcast, and I know Jean Luc said several of the beers. They they usually do a really good job. I've yeah. had, you know, their misses uh, as far as the beer goes is very very few. Yeah, even if it's not the best representation of the style, it's still a delicious beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've had a good number of their beers now because Mike loves to send me beer from the region. Obviously, that's where they are. Um, so I've been able to enjoy those. I don't see them distributed here in Oklahoma. Um, so I'm thankful that Mike has sent me a good number and everyone I've had has been great. So, but I've, I've got to talk about the beer for a minute, sure. um, not just the flavors. 
But I feel like we're you're talking about old school, just based on the can art and whatnot. I believe that we're tasting something uh, that's a hundred years in the making, and I say that um, because Braxton has picked up from uh, what used to be the Bavarian Brewing Company, which was originally founded in Covington, Kentucky, in eighteen sixty six. Um, so that's you know a hundred and you know thirty years ago, or, or maybe more. I'm trying to do quick math in my head. Um, but you know, the, the company closed, um, you know, in the 1960s, uh, well over a hundred years after it was founded, there were just other big names coming up that were just mass distributing and, and doing things cheaper than what they were able to do being a local brewery. Um, uh, but at the, you know, after prohibition between, uh, late forties and early fifties, uh, the brewery operated around the clock to meet demand of its key brands. And one of them was the Bavarian's old style. And, uh, and that's what we're drinking now. So I don't know if Braxton picked up the exact recipe or if they're just paying homage. Uh, but if, if they're using the recipe, like we are, are seriously tasting something that was huge in the day in the late 1800s, mid to late 1800s. And I think there's something super cool about that. I mean, obviously, the Bavarian style beer is older than that. Mm-hmm. To have something 100 plus years old in America is is huge. And if we're tasting anything anywhere near that, um, that's awesome because they were killing it in the 1800s before we even had telephones or <laughs> <laughs> other cool things like, oh, these guys knew how to make a crushable beer. Sure. Man. That's right. I mean, beer isn't anything new, but these guys were killing it in the day. Before we had vehicles and before, you know, I mean, uh, golly, so many things. I don't even think Google was around then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being Not silly. Yet. Yeah. So anyway, just some more random trivia there for you guys. I'm sure you can appreciate that. But as John Luke, we, we got a nine out of 10 for Mike. What would you give this? I, I got to agree with that, man. This is fantastic beer. Um, I, I'm going to be a devil's advocate for Mike on this one. I like the high carbonation on this. Um, Typically, that's something that I don't pay much attention to, but it was just whenever I was pouring it, you just watched it just blow up the whole time. And I was like, well, that's that's pretty nice. You know, just adds another little touch to the aesthetic, I feel like. But I, it's a fantastic beer. They knocked it out of the park. And as Mike mentioned, you know, I, I love Braxton. Uh, they make great stuff. Um, I've only had maybe one or two beers from them that I didn't enjoy very much, but they still weren't like the worst thing that I ever had. So that they're just doing a great job here. They had an IPA when they first started, they had an IPA called crankshaft, which was okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it was the best IPA, but, it, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad either. And uh, they completely scrapped it. They're like, listen, we've got feedback on this. We, we've matured as brewers. We're, we're, we're ending it. And they just, stopped making it They're like yeah called it and it really wasn't even i mean it wasn't great but it wasn't bad it was just as good as a lot of other ipas you'll get on the can in a can in places mm-hmm. so i mean that's that's kind of their commitment to that quality too you know is um and so I, it and they make a lot of good beers and, and like john luke said so what about you ray say, uh, oh yeah go ahead john luke Sorry. uh just from braxton my favorites were uh uh dead blow uh, that one's a good one, and a twisted bit. 
Yeah, so it, Twisted Bits, the Dortmunder Lager, and it's mm-hmm. it's one of the first beers I tried from them, and it's 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 a re- it's you know it's in fact uh, you know I'd put it in the same ballpark as this is it's really darn good. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't did I ever give you a Twisted Bit Ray? Because they canned it for a little bit. I don't know if they still yeah. do. I would remember a name like that, and that's not one of theirs that I've tried. Okay. I don't know if they canned it. I remember talking to one of the the brewers there mm-hmm. who was basically saying, you know, it's it's hard because a lot of people don't connect well with the name Dortmunder Lager. Yeah. You know, like, and that's not something that's easily. So anyway, so I'm not sure if they're canning it anymore. Uh, I think they still have it around. Uh, um, or maybe they rebranded it or whatnot. If you if you find uh, any of their, it, it was like their, what, what are they called? Uh, sampler pack, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Twisted Bit and uh, uh, Dead Blow were both in those. Still? Yeah. Okay, cool. But um, I've not seen one of those for a while, so they, they might not can it anymore. Yeah. But that was maybe a year or so ago whenever I was still seeing it, so they might yeah. still do it. Sure. And, you know, they uh, they created their own craft um, hard seltzer, you know, like White Claw, and I forget, I think theirs is – it's not vibe, is it? Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, shoot, I should know this. But so you know, right at the early part of that wave, they created their own hard seltzer line, and and that's gaining a lot of steam, and they're selling a ton of that too. So mm-hmm. um, they're innovative, and they're on the cusp and on the forefront of a lot of things, and that's because they they know what they're doing and they're well connected. Oh yeah. So absolutely. Like big kudos. So what about you, Ray? Though, uh, give us a rating and tell us what your thoughts are. Yeah, so I mean, back just to the beer itself, you know, four percent ABV, so l- low, low alcohol volume, and eleven IBUs, which is is spot on for this now. Uh, for me and my taste, bros, I'm going to score it high, but not quite as high as you guys. I'm going to give it an eight point five, um, same as as the last beer, still very solid, and I think that's more to me just not being a huge fan of lagers overall. Um, so for me to even give it an eight point five is a big deal because it's not something that my taste bros typically lean towards. Um, so I'm with Mike though. For me, a little too carbonated for a beer. Um, it's more, you know, it, it is, I agree. It is cool to see all the bubbles come up after you set it down the pint glass. It's fun to watch, but mm-hmm. fun to watch doesn't translate to my tongue and what it tastes. Yeah. Um, so again, kudos for having a, a fun beer to look at, but I get the same thing out of, you know, a Bud Light. And I think those are over carbonated. Um, again, for me, and what I want. So still yeah. solid score, 8.5. It's one I would go back to, you know, after you mow the yard, you have friends over for a pool party where there were no homo. We throw a tarp in the bed of the truck and make our own impromptu interstate pool. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That's a beer I'm going to, well, I'm not drinking and driving officer. I'm in the bed of my truck. Um, <laughs> I don't encourage that by the way. I won't endorse it, but it's fun. Um, it's a six foot bed that never has to be made. Ah, yeah. Oh. So tribute to the late Joe Diffie, uh, bless his heart. So, well, yeah. so so I'm gonna. Oh, we you know we forgot food pairings. Food pairings. Oh yeah. So Jean Luc, I think you should lead us off on this food pairing. Yeah. Uh, man, I this was a this is another beer I could easily see myself grilling with. Um, and then, uh, I think I would upgrade it a little bit though. Um. Maybe maybe not the hot dogs. I might shoot for some brats instead. You know, uh, okay. just something. 
just throwing some German flavors in there, of course. Uh, sure. Just making me think of that. But uh, yeah, easily the grill beer or like Ray said, you know, get done mowing the lawn, want to kick back for a second. Easily, yeah. easily something, something to grill with. You know, I was kind of thinking the same same kind of vein as I was thinking like a traditional, like the, the big girthy hot dogs you eat at the ballpark, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, what I like about, you know, this, this style comes from a, an old time in Germany and, and, and it's kind of cultivated in the Rust Belt of uh, the Americas, right? Where the Chicago's, the uh, Cincinnati, the Cleveland, the Pittsburgh, all that, right? And it's got that, that working class, that blue collar uh, kind of feel right mm -hmm. um and i think that you know the strong hot dog or the bratwurst kind of says a lot to that too it's we're at the ballpark or we're at a picnic or whatnot and you know it really says a lot about who you are when you're out there enjoying that you know um yeah, i don't see anybody from a bank you know putting you know german mustard on a hot dog you know but you can yeah. see you know whether it's one of us or you know somewhere else you can see some other folks like digging into one of those hot dogs and drinking the beer and a little mustard on your stash or whatnot, who cares? Um, but that's kind of what I was feeling too. So, you know, you, when you said the broad, I'm like, my man. For sure. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm not trying to step on toes here, guys. So don't hate me for saying this. Typically I use cheap beer for making beer brats, but no, no I would soak my beer in this or soak my beer in beer. I would put my brat <laughs> in this, right? Yeah. Um, and then I'd grill it, drink a beer with it, because you want those flavors to combine. But I want I want a brat with a pretzel bun and beer cheese. Yeah. I get my Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf okay. beer cheese pretzel bun with my beer brat. Have a couple of these because I'm sweaty by the grill because my fat ass and it's hot when you grill and it's summertime. It's just whatever. I will own it. <laughs> um, but that's how I would put all this together in a delicious any day afternoon <laughs> guys i think we've got two solid beers here uh, absolutely both of them are going to my craft beer bucket list for a style i'm not into dude i'm happy to have had both of these so thanks for sending these sure. out to me mike so we had high cotton the mexican lager um that terrific beer uh i think we gave it an eight eight point five and eight point five yes so that's a pretty solid pretty, pretty solid average there um so that definitely goes on the craft beer bucket list so that's a high cotton mixing lager and then we had the braxton bavarian select right and, and this is a more traditional style lager but uh we we, we had a couple nines and uh lower in the eights there an 8.5 right ray 8.5 all day so both of these beers go on our craft beer bucket list. They're both beers we need to try before we die. I, I think we had some solid, solid beers tonight. And before we close out and have Ray go to the social medias, I want to give a special thanks to Jean-Luc for joining us. Always a pleasure hanging out. Uh, cool guy. And again, um, we'll put some of this information in the, the, the podcast information and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, but go for, check him out. He's on uh, Laggy McLaggin Pants. Uh, you, if you just type something like that, I'm sure you'll find him eventually, but it's, it's pretty easy to find him. He's a cool guy and he's a nice guy. So John Luke, thank you again. Uh, we'll have to have you back again sometime. Oh yeah. Uh, have sure. some more beers. And mm -hmm. uh, from that Ray, I'll let you take it out. Yes, indeed. So thank you everybody so much for tuning in. I appreciate y'all being here. We say it every episode, 
But I tell you what, all of you guys that follow us on the social medias, I love it when you tag us in your beer posts. We love to check out what y'all are drinking as well. It's not just about us. It's about the community of folks who enjoy craft beer. So thank you so much. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Stitcher, please give us those five stars. We appreciate that. Be sure to give us likes otherwise and share with your friends and families. And uh, you know what, guys? Please don't drink and drive. We just can't endorse that, but we can endorse drinking locally and supporting locally. And let's continue to stay safe through this COVID mess. And we'll see you guys on episode eight. Have a great night, y'all. Adios.